0: everybody welcome back thank you so much for joining us and for listening um it's been fun to just get some feedback from you and to know that you're enjoying what we're talking about so if there is things that you would like to hear from us you can always comment on our posts on social media you can email anna or myself and just let us know um because we love and need your ideas um, if you are enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, and rate us on iTunes. Um, again, thank you so much just for listening and um, and paying attention. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's the best. Yeah, so the best. we're going to get into our highlights and lowlights of the week now. So, yeah. Liz, what were yours?
0: So my highlight of the week is that the YTT uh, 2019 applications opened this week Yay. and so I know so we had some really great applications come in yesterday I've been really excited um, just to read through them and read about people's hopes and desires if they decide to go through the training and um, who they're really wanting to work with and bring yoga to. So that's been really fun for me. I've really, really, really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. And for people who don't know, YTT is just yoga teacher training. And it's for people who are becoming yoga teachers. Yes. So it's so great because um, we really need you out there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we really do. (sighs) What was your low? Yeah, my low for this week is I was driving in the car late last night and I heard um, a political ad on the radio mm. that, I mean, I know like so much of what we are fed um, from, from media or politics or whatever is really fear-based, mm-hmm. um, but this political ad was so... One, it was on the opposite side of where I stand on this issue, (laughs) but it was so, the entire thing was, I mean, obviously there was no real facts about what this particular issue you can vote on is, but then it was just, it was so fear-based and it was clear who they were targeting and it just really, I was like, people are just really manipulative. Yeah. (laughs) So I had a conversation with a friend this morning about this particular ad Mm -hmm. um, because he had also heard it. And he was like, people are wicked. (laughs) That's not something that I would typically say, but I, we talked more about it and I was like, it's crazy what this whole idea of like self-preservation can do to people. One, like, what are you trying to preserve? But then like, just what it does to people, I don't know. I just heard that ad and I was like, This is everything that's wrong in the world. So that's my yeah. love for the week. Yeah.
1: I get it. I feel like especially as we get closer and closer to the election that yeah. everything I see I'm just like, Ugh, I just feel like I threw up in my mouth.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah.
1: Slash felt an existential despair for humanity. Yeah,
0: yes. <laughs> Uh, it was just well, and it was crazy because I was like, there are people that will listen to this, and they're they're obviously going to make a decision based off of this, who are absolutely afraid of things right. that they don't need to be afraid of. Right. I don't know. It was just it was crazy. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have
1: a little. Well, I was gonna say a little more of that to get through, but who am I kidding? <laughs> I know. <laughs> just keep going.
0: It will keep going. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Okay.
1: Um, what about you? My high was that this past weekend I thought I was going to have a really busy weekend,
0: <laughs> and then
1: everything got rescheduled, which is like <laughs> my dream. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have a slightly busy weekend coming up, and then the other thing I was supposed to do got moved to a different weekend, so they're not back to back things. So that oh, that's like great.
0: Good. So not canceled because canceled would be even better than rescheduled. <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
1: oh my gosh yeah rescheduled um yeah it's uh I like when things are when I feel like oh do I really want to do this and then the other person's like I'm sorry I have to cancel I'm like oh darn
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing I'll just be
1: home okay (laughs) that's great um my low which is nowhere near as profound as yours is that I bought more face cream.
0: Are you kidding me? That's so profound. (laughs) I
1: will just buy like any face cream basically at this point. I've really been trying to be like, okay, you don't need this. Use what you have. And then I'm like, oh, but this one looks good. And I've been trying to get the, because for a while I was like, oh, I'm going to get all this expensive face cream and it doesn't do anything. I'm like, it's the same as what you get at the drugstore. Yeah. So fortunately, though I bought more, I did buy it from the drugstore. <laughs> so I feel a little less bad about it. But I'm also just like, I don't need this
0: much. And honestly, I don't know if any of it's doing anything. It to- It is doing something. So like I have settled into what I think is like my dream skincare routine, mm. which is amazing because for years, I just like continuously was like looking for this trifecta of you know excellence for my skin
1: Uh and
0: I've I have found it oh my god I know it's really great but buying face cream is fun and occasionally I'll be like maybe I should try something else and I always regret it every single time
1: I need you offline to help me figure out what mine is then then we'll do a podcast about it
0: (laughs) it's all drugstore oh you know I'll do a podcast about
1: it we'll do that we'll do dry shampoo we'll do everything all of it (laughs) okay so ready for the next segment Yes, I'm ready.
0: Okay. All right, so Corner of the Curve this week. I'm very excited about it. We are going to talk about something that I think about fairly often and that has come up in different YTT groups. And really, we're talking about it because you guys asked us to talk about it. But I think it's a a really important topic. For us to be talking about. And so what that is. Is we're going to discuss. Can you love your body. And still want to change it. Such a big question. Such a big question. And it's something that I. I mean I regularly kind of have to check in with myself about it. And have heard so many women kind of have the same question. And I know Anna you've been asked a lot. And mm-hmm. I've been asked a lot. So we're going to talk about it first. Really by. By um, just kind of discussing some myths around the idea of body positivity and, um, we'll kind of dig a little bit deeper from there. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is this myth that if you're body positive, then it means that you're not physically active or you don't enjoy moving your body. So I, um, I'm a yoga teacher. I don't know if you're aware <laughs> <laughs> but I um have spent I spent a chunk of my time as a yoga teacher actually working in a gym. And I really while I'm not currently doing it, um really enjoy working out. Particularly, I really like lifting weights. I feel like I feel really good when I'm doing it. Um and I feel a lot more like myself if that makes sense so Mm -hmm. I think a lot of this discussion really really needs to boil down to how do you feel like what do you what can you do for your body or what do you do for your body that makes you feel good that makes you feel healthy that makes you feel like your best self Not what someone else says that you should be doing. Not someone else says that you should be eating. Like, because it's different for all of us. Right. And so, you know, we all have different ways that we like moving our body. Now, when I am regularly working out and regularly lifting weights or doing any of that kind of stuff, I'm still a big girl. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, I mean... I am no matter what I'm doing physically, that is just kind of like where I'm at. That's, that's what my body is. Mm So, you know, I think related to all of this, there's this idea that accepting your body means that you can never do anything for it, which I don't believe that with body positivity that you ever like land in it, that you've like, I've come to the end of body positivity. I'm, I have reached, you know, this is it. I'm here. I think that it's, it's really like, a it's a, uh, this is going to be the cheesiest thing I've ever said, but (laughs) it's, it's not a destination. It's a journey. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true though. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. So, and, and as your body changes, you might find that like doing what you've always done for it before does not feel like as good it like it feels different now and you need to switch things up. So yeah, just this idea that if you're body positive, that it means that you're not physically active or you don't enjoy moving your body is just false.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Debunked. Yeah. Myth
0: debunked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the next myth we want to talk about is if I have something health related going on, I can't both address that and be body positive. So this is kind of piggybacking off of the one that you just shared and it comes up so often, I think, especially in people's relationship with their doctor or what they read maybe in a magazine or if anyone reads magazines, I don't know, online, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. where you're thinking something like, there's something about my body that I think needs to change. And sometimes you might be experiencing pain. So maybe you have pain in your back or your knees or wherever. So it can start to get kind of tricky. Like, oh, if I want to address this pain, can I do that and be body positive? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, the difference is in the past, if I had something like that going on, um, I think I've shared this story before with curvy yoga, but I'll just put it in a nutshell that I had this fall and messed up my ankle. And when I first went to the doctor, they didn't see a break. So they were basically just like, you're fine. Put on a splint. Come back if it doesn't work. And so I waited like a month and it was still killing me. But I didn't know. I was like, they said it's not broken. So I went back and the doctor was like, you know what? You should really just go on Weight Watchers. And she (laughs) gave me like a... I feel like a minimum 20 minute lecture about going on Weight Watchers. And I said, and like how her husband had been on it, you know, just all this nonsense. And I was like, I've been on Weight Watchers before. And she said, well, if you want to, I'll give you a referral for an orthopedic doctor. And I was like, I do want to. Right. So then I went and they were like, oh, yeah, your ankle's been broken this whole time. And also it's too late to do anything about it. Oh, so you know. it's still kind of messed up from time to time um, yeah. today. So I think that's the kind of thing that people are hearing like, oh, something's going on with you. You have a sore throat. You have a broken ankle. It's all related to your weight. It's <laughs> to, like it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. That's <laughs> and painful. you can address even things like um, pain in your knees or your back or a uh, sprained ankle or whatever. Through physical therapy, through like you yeah. were saying, lifting weights, if that's appropriate for what's going on with your body, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't have to hinge on losing weight. It's not an either or proposition, even though we're right. getting that a lot, I think, from society in many different ways.
0: Ooh, that is, yeah, that's a lot. I know I we were talking earlier this week about, um, I won't share too many details, but When my daughter was a little bit younger, um, she'd had just like a physical, like a a regular physical, and super healthy kid. um, And her doctor with her in the room mentioned kind of something about her weight (laughs) Mm. and then was like, but she's probably about to hit a growth spurt and I'm sure it's fine. And I could tell even her doctor was. Uncomfortable with the conversation. It was probably like protocol or something, mm-hmm. you know, that they just have to do. Um, and of course, I immediately like take her to the car and do like damage control, right. <laughs> you know, because you've got this like preteen kid that mm-hmm. you're trying to raise a certain way. Um, but it's interesting how I've been, I also have a son, and he hit that age, and I was like dreading his doctor's appointment. Sure. Because I was like, oh my gosh, is the same thing going to happen? And to be perfectly honest, if one of my children was going to be sensitive to something like that, it would be him. Mm-hmm. And so I put I put off going to his doctor's his annual checkup, until I absolutely had to go because he needed some paperwork for school. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting that that same subject was not brought up. And it, it's been several years, and I know some things have changed Um in like what the Academy of Pediatrics recommends around like BMI and stuff like that. So maybe they don't have those discussions anymore, but it didn't come up, but there's part of me that goes, did it not come up because he's a boy. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. I,
1: I had this uh, moment in therapy many years ago where I was talking about my weight and my mom's relationship to my weight and all my diets and you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And my therapist just like looked at me straight in the eye and she said you know you were just growing right? Yes. Yes." Yeah. And I was like no. No one told me that. that. I always felt like there's something really wrong with my body when I was a kid and then of course that you know continued into adulthood. Yeah. For a long time and then when she said that it was just one of those like I don't know. Slaps to the face. (laughs) Not in a bad way, but it will just like,
0: oh my gosh. Right. Of course. Kids grow. It makes sense. They grow and like certain parts of your body grow before other parts of your body. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right.
0: And because we don't all have the same bodies, we grow in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to look different for every kid. And like, you know, one of the things – that's definitely part of the conversation that we had when we got to the car. Luckily, this is, like, five years ago now. I'm less traumatized. But, <laughs> like, like, you know, making sure that our kids know and that we know that so many of these things are normal. Right. Um, but, like, if we visit a doctor or, you know, you walk away from a doctor now and feel like I broke my ankle because I wasn't on Weight Watch. <laughs>
1: Right. Like, when I literally you know, fell into a hole, it's not like I just woke up <laughs> and it
0: was broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this kind of leads to our their next myth is that what other people think and expect about your body is more important than how you feel in it. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I'm on a kick about this right now. Yeah. Um. Because I've really recognized. <clears throat> Just some differences in where I am now than where I was seven years ago, realizing that so much of the pressure that I was putting on myself wasn't based on my expectations of myself, but was based on someone else's expectations of, of me. Yeah. And so I feel like this is another place where we really need to be able to sit with ourselves and ask ourselves questions. Or this, you know, is also a great thing to talk about in therapy, I think, mm-hmm. is Especially if the noise has been loud in your life from right. other people. Yeah. Um, being able to strip away what do, you, like, okay, so maybe this person or society or whatever says that my body should be this, it should look like this, it should function in this way. But how do I feel comfortable in my body? Right. Like, Part of the reason that I love weightlifting is because I like a big butt. And like when I'm weightlifting, it gets bigger. (laughs) So like now not that society is telling us that big butts are bad anymore. But, you know, like being able to strip away like, okay, what is it that I like? For me, the really question it often boils down to what I said earlier was just, how do I feel most like myself, yeah, like where do what do I feel most comfortable? What makes me feel most like me um and so, yeah, just being able to you and it does sometimes I think you really do have to sit with yourself if those voices have been yeah. loud, you know, I definitely got <clears throat> some of those those you know ideas and expectations at home when I was growing up and I was just rebellious enough that I was like, I don't care. <laughs> um, but I wasn't rebellious in other relationships that happened kind of later on. So mm-hmm. yeah, taking that time to sit with yourself and really being able to strip away what is the difference between other people's expectations of me and my expectations of me and how do I feel the best? What can I do for my body that makes me feel healthy not what someone else says should make me feel healthy, but what can I do? You know what, Cause sometimes I think what can happen is when you're hearing so many outside things, cause we're told different things all the time. Right. About like what is healthy and what is best for our bodies. I mean, there's so many contradictory things going on. Oh my gosh. So, I know. Oh, it's insane. So we're being like fed all of these things. Then we have like the voices from our childhood. Then we have the voices from these other significant relationships in our lives. And then, like floating around in all of this, is our own personal things. But that's like one opinion that's being drowned out by like a thousand opinions. Right. <laughs> or our opinion. Our opinion. We're being our actual, like, actually, who we're supposed to be, is being drowned out by these thousands of opinions. So really, taking time to sit with yourself and just strip away all of the outside noise.
1: Yeah, and I think letting yourself know that that's a process. Oh,
0: it totally is,
1: yeah. I think when that started for me, I mean, I don't feel like I knew what my voice said felt good for me. Yeah. Because I had been on so many – I had just outsourced that information to diets and to whoever, um, that it took time to be able to notice what actually does feel good for me. And I think, you know, the same thing is true of body acceptance where – no one it like it doesn't matter how other people are doing it you're doing right. it in the way that you're doing it, and there aren't any body acceptance police that are gonna come for you right if you're doing it in a different way and if they do then you should probably just cut those people out of your life i don't know 100%. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really good
0: what well, i think that's you're, yeah go ahead no i was just gonna say i mean i think you're you're right to even So we kind of, as far as the body acceptance police goes, so we've kind of got these outside voices from people who, you know, maybe are not body positive or not, you know, body acceptance, but then some of those negative voices can come from that community as well. Mm Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think it really, uh, it does, it all just boils down to you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's why I really like
1: yoga as one thing that can be an entryway to body acceptance, because I feel like- If you are practicing in a way that foregrounds your own experience, so when teachers are asking you things like, how does this feel? What prop do you need? Um, Where's your breath? All those kinds of questions. Then you're able to have that experience of starting to notice on your yoga mat, which then I think can help you in having those conversations with yourself off the mat too, because you've started to develop those tools.
0: Yeah, that's so good.
1: Well, I think this all brings us into our final myth, which is the myth that body acceptance is a static state. Mm. So you kind of talked about this earlier with your it's a journey, not a destination thing. Um, (laughs) But I I do think that that myth is so prevalent that you're going to just get to this place where you feel good with your body and then you're like, okay, check that off my list. I'm done. Moving on. Yeah. I think one of the biggest... Um, freedoms, really, I've gotten personally from body acceptance is realizing that bodies change, (laughs) kind of like my therapist said, really, but um, not just in childhood, but always, like, my body is always changing. It looks different, it feels different, it moves differently at different times. And I think we're conditioned to blame that on ourselves especially if it's changed in a way that we don't like or isn't sanctioned by society or whatever. Right. Um, And the more that I just remember, oh, bodies change. It's neutral. It's not good or bad. Yeah. Then the more I feel able to actually stay on my own side. Yeah. So I think sometimes when people say something like, bodies change, no big deal, then it can kind of link back to that very first myth we were talking about, which is like, oh, well, my body's going to change, so why bother doing anything for it? Right. For me, it's really the opposite. I'm like, oh, my body has changed, so now let me see what my body needs right now. Yeah. Does it need more movement? Does it need less? Does it need different food? You know, on and on. There's so many things that bodies need. And then knowing that that's going to continue to change. Right. As long as this body is still alive.
0: Yeah. And being allowing yourself graciousness and not looking again, like not looking outside for, I'm not saying you can't get good advice from people, but not looking outside for affirmation that it's okay for you to do something different, right? but just allowing yourself graciousness to say, you know, I've definitely, I've already talked about this in other podcasts, but, um, like my body's changed in the last few months. I'm like, it's probably attributed to the fact that like I'm getting older, mm-hmm. you, know I mean? like, right. you know, things are happening. And so things do change in your body and allowing yourself freedom to say like, okay, I, you know, what do I need to shift? Allowing yourself to change things up, to try new things. Um, you know, I know that my body feels the best when I avoid certain foods. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna like obsessively avoid those things. Right. But like I know that I feel better when I don't eat them.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right.
0: I know that my stomach feels better when I don't eat dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, am I gonna be like super rigid about it? No. Am I willing to pay the price when I eat it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh-huh. that has not always been the case. So right. there was a time in my life when I could eat dairy and there was no, it didn't, I didn't feel anything in my body. That is not true right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely drank a giant latte this morning with a ton of milk in it and whipped cream. <laughs> so, you know, I just need to check in with myself and be like, mm, is it worth it? It's totally worth it. But, right. you know, just being gracious, gracious with yourself and, And flexible. We kind of live in this culture where, like, I feel like we get really rigid and feel like this is what I do.
1: Like, this
0: is the thing that I do. I don't change. I'm consistent. We call it like, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? Um, Discipline. (laughs) Discipline. Thank you. I'm a disciplined person. I'm obviously not. (laughs) I'm disciplined and I'm dedicated and these are good qualities and, and characteristics in someone. And it is, but it doesn't have to look like being so rigid with yourself that you're not willing to, you know, be flexible.
1: Right. Well, and it reminds me of something you said earlier about how much what we know about nutrition, quote unquote, yeah. um, changes. I mean, I feel like since I was a kid – Basically, every food has been in or out at different times.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: And it's just like, okay, so if every yeah. food is eventually a savior or going to like kill you tomorrow, right. then th- what is left besides how it makes you feel <laughs> in your body, you know? Yes. Um, and I feel like related to that is sometimes body acceptance can be Kind of tied up with this idea that when you're checking in with how you feel and focusing on how you feel, that means you should always feel good, mm-hmm. and we don't always feel good that's no, part exactly. of being a human too yeah, um I know I've talked before with y'all in the yoga community about the years that I had chronic migraines, and I was in constant pain every day mm-hmm. so. For people who are dealing with either an acute injury or a chronic illness or whatever, yeah. um, I think it's about learning to meet what your needs are in that moment. Yeah. And totally. not saying, like, oh, I'm not being body accepting because I don't want to be in pain. Like, no. Right. No. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. It's more about that meeting yourself where you are and seeing what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. And I
0: think that ties into just the idea of, you know, we're all, we were all, we're all made differently. We all look differently. We're all called to different things. Yeah. And if for some reason you feel like I can't be, you know, I'm not accepting of myself or I'm not being body positive if I'm trying to address this issue, we'll just say migraines mm-hmm. in a certain way. Like, you can't bring to the world whatever you're supposed to be here doing if you're suffering. Right. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good.
1: Yeah. Okay. Anything else we should say about this besides, like, I mean, everything so for 10 more hours? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna write a book. I'll be back
0: later. That's right.
1: Yeah, and y'all can let us know what your thoughts are and other myths that you see, and maybe we'll expand on this in another
0: conversation. Yes, I would love
1: to. Yeah, yeah. me too. Okay, so now for our next segment, which is Curvy Collab. So this is where we're going to share a resource. Yeah, And Liz, you gave a great segue for this when you talked about that political ad. So for our U.S. listeners, you may know, if you have had your ears open (laughs) in any way, probably, (laughs) um, that the midterm elections are coming up on November 6th. And I have been looking for this resource basically since I started voting. Um, I always feel like it's so hard to know, especially when there's amendments on the ballot. Like, what is this even saying? Because they write yeah. it in such legalese that you're like, am I for this or against this? And yeah. what, <laughs> what does this actually mean? Yeah. Um, so there's this website called votesaveamerica.com that you can go to, you put in your address, and then they tell you what's on your ballot. Oh, and so amazing. They don't tell you the ballot initiative in all the legalese. They have had someone who knows how to read through those things read it and just tell you and they don't oh tell you gosh. in a partisan way they just tell you like here's what it is here's what it means here's who's for it and who's against it wow and here's what it means if you vote yes and here's what it means if you vote no
0: that's amazing because
1: sometimes they're worded in such a way that it's a little bit tricky yeah and you're like oh i'm for this but actually to be for it you need to vote no
0: right or vice versa it's super confusing (laughs) right
1: which I feel like is done on purpose sometimes
0: yeah I Um, agree
1: so if you want to know and they also do that for the people who are running for whatever your representatives are that are on the ballot yeah that's Um, so so good I can't wait to visit it votesaveamerica.com pretty good info and then they have a way that you can like print it out or email it to yourself or whatever um, so you'll know for when you're voting
0: That's so great. I can't wait to go.
1: Yes. I love voting. It is the best. Yes, Um, it is the best. Living in Oregon is great because they have um, automatic voter registration. (laughs) And you vote by mail, which is wonderful for everybody. You know, it's so hard to get to the polls sometimes. Yes. Um, So I love everything about it, except that I really like going to the polls. (laughs) I
0: was just going to say, so you don't have the option to go to the polls? I don't think
1: so. Everybody gets it by mail.
0: You know, I <laughs> um, I don't early vote ever mm-hmm. because the joy for me of voting is really standing in line for an extended period of time talking to strangers. So <laughs> I know that that's like not everyone's dream situation, right? <laughs> but that would be the only negative to me of that.
1: <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm kind of the same except for the talking to strangers part, but... Right. I love being
0: in that line. Yeah, I think it would be really upsetting for people that like to get their sticker. Yes.
1: (laughs) That's really what it's all about.
0: That's really... Can you mail me the sticker, please?
1: Oh, my gosh. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes so everybody can check it out.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. So next we're going to talk about... Our gratitude for the week and what we are thankful for. Um, I am thankful this week for friends who have master's degrees in counseling and therapy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) First, let me say, it's probably not ethical for your friends to therapy you. So (laughs) go see a therapist that uh, you don't know, but sometimes you just need like a quick five-minute I need you to talk me through this thing in your therapy way.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: <laughs> yeah. I have a great friend who has been in my life. At th- she's probably um, – I'm trying to think of like the current people who I'm very close to. She's probably been in my life the longest. So she's been mm-hmm. in – she's been around since I was in my early 20s. And so she's really like sat some stuff with me. That's before she was a therapist. <laughs> um, but uh, she's great – She's just like a great rational friend for me to call and be like, I'm feeling this. And she just has to ask like three questions and then I'm to the bottom of it. And I'm like, okay, good. I'll see you later. (laughs) So, um, And sometimes she'll be like, okay, you should actually go talk to a therapist about this thing. Mm, mm -hmm. So um, I'm super grateful for her. I'm thankful for the student loans that she's paying off that allow me. (laughs) (laughs) to have these conversations with her um for her actual she, paying
1: clients so that she can give it to you for yes free. <laughs> bless their
0: hearts for sure uh yeah but don't see your therapist friends go to an actual therapist but it is definitely nice to have people around who you know can just kind of like talk you down mm-hmm. off of ledges or can you know it's it's funny because we were talking through some stuff This week. And then there was a full moon last night. And she texted me a picture. And she was like, everything I said to you is garbage. Everything you were feeling is because it's a full moon. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. So I'm I'm thankful for her this week. Yeah. That's great. Yeah.
1: Um, Mine is kind of meta. So I started a gratitude practice. I honestly lost track of time. Probably like 15 or 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. And... I'm a big journaler and it's usually short, but I will, um, I started, whenever I started it, I started doing three things a day I was grateful for. And it was a little like pulling teeth at the beginning. Like, yeah, I don't know. Today was kind of garbage. Um, and then over time three got easy and I don't know, maybe three or five years ago I moved it to five. And it just feels, even on days where it feels like the world is about to burn completely down, yeah. whether that's personally or in the larger society or both, yeah. Um, it still feels like pretty easy for me to find those five things mm-hmm. because I am focused on things that are really little, you know, a moment yeah. with my husband or a time yeah. that you and I laughed in a conversation or a yeah. text I got from a friend. Yeah. Um, and I'm just really grateful for that um attuning to my life because it mm. feels like oh, when I'm paying to the paying attention to these quote unquote little things.
0: Yeah. That
1: really keeps me anchored in everything that is good. And that doesn't mean that I'm like not thinking about or dealing with the things that yeah. are less good. Yeah. Um, but it just I don't know, I feel like I just live my life more fully yeah. when I am paying attention to
0: those little things it's amazing when you can like tap into your own joy yeah
1: that's such a beautiful way to put it and i I think you know we hear like oh gratitude practice like eye roll it just feels like it's everywhere and a little annoying um but for me it really has been pretty Mm. profound especially just kind of keeping it going over time and seeing how I feel like I'm just, I even notice those things during the day, not just like when yeah. I sit down at night to write it down. I love it. I'm more able to kind of be like, oh my gosh, this is so fun or sweet or, you know, whatever the moment. I love is. that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's great. Okay. So thank you everybody for listening. Let's, yes. We'll wrap up here. Let's take one breath together to close. We'll inhale and exhale the light in me honors the light in you namaste
0: namaste